Hello, everybody, and welcome to Confessions of a Market Maker, Market Recap Edition. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. Zohan's Disciple. And I'm joined here by my co-host, the inventor of the pet clothing indicator, JJ. <laughs> and we're here to recap the market in the news surrounding the week of October 28th through November 1st. JJ, how'd the trading week go for you? That was a good week. A little bit slow. Um... Definitely had to uh, sort of wait it out on a couple of them, boy. But uh, it was overall, all in all, a good week. Good, good. You know, you know, for me, you know, I, I wasn't able to like. I feel like I wasn't seeing things this week, and it could be like you mentioned, the price action felt very slow at times. I mean, also just being in unlike charted territory, uh, I didn't trade much, but uh, you know, I got the screen time, so you know that's what counts. And uh, so yeah, we're at all time highs now, Jay. Uncharted. Definitely. Uncharted territory. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, when we have markets like this and, you know, in, in when, when you have gaps and things like that, sometimes it takes a little while for the market to uh, really sort of trade out and tell us what it's going to do. And it did a lot of that over the last couple of weeks, really. And last week, you know, sort of gapping and holding and gapping and holding. But, you know, all the while, the uh, thankfully, uh, you know, we've been taught by people to see where value is developing and it kept developing higher and higher. So we just kept going with it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, I guess the tough thing for me, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, and I know you've talked about this, you know, in our room, when we're trading in like no man's land in, in unexplored prices, what's, what's a good strategy? What, how do you approach it? Well, what I do is I like to take a look at a range and uh, I was taught by shadow trader that when, when you break out of a balance range, you double it and you sort of look at the, the, the top of that range for a target. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really helped me in my trading, especially when this market keeps going into uncharted territory. Uh, you know, to, today we had a couple of references that I had calculated from that and and they were quite sticky you know we had two price levels that we were able to trade around in in uncharted territory at first i told everybody you know like let's take a look at these you know levels and see how price reacts at them and um if they're responsive levels then you know maybe we'll, we'll take some trades off of them and uh, later in the day and turned out to be pretty good um you know even though it was kind of a slow grindy day there were you know two two nice levels in our charts that work nicely. Um, and, uh, but you had to be a little bit patient, you know, you, you had to sort of, you know, definitely patience was, uh, was definitely needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That no, was good. I think a good week for me learning wise, even though the trading wasn't great, uh, you just, just watching, you know, it's always it's ever evolving, ever changing. And uh, you know, I want you to talk about, cause you, this is something you spoke a lot about this week, um, about how price reacts at certain levels? Definitely. Um, it, it's a tough, it's a very tough concept, and it took me a long time to figure out. When I started getting into this ES trading, I started, you know, I was on Twitter, and there's a lot of people who publish levels, and, and some of them are accurate, and some of them are completely not. But, and 
I've always find it difficult just blindly trading a level, just like buying a level or selling a level and not having any sort of a context around it. So when I started coming up with my own, um, and it's funny because some of the levels that, that we've, that we've come up with are pretty darn accurate. Um, you know, to the tick almost, or one or two ticks. Mm-hmm. And everybody just kind of obsesses over that. And they're like, how did you get that level? How did you get that level? And I'm like, that's not really the important thing. The important thing is how is price going to react around that level? Is it going to stop there? Is it going to get front run? Or is it just going to ignore it? You know? Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's, what we, that's what we look at to see how price action um, reacts. And, and today it really, you know, I noticed that we had a couple of levels where, you know, like at that, uh, oh gosh, where was it at? Uh, 58 and a quarter was really responsive uh, today. And, you know, even one on a pullback, we were able to uh, take a long off of that. It was to the tick. And 62 and three quarters seemed pretty responsive for most of the day uh, when we put in our high earlier there. And I think it was an eye period. We got two ticks over it. So just things like that, it's... Um, you know, you'll come up with something and then, you know, I test it. I, I like to, I really like to look at it, uh, you know, kind of like an experiment. And that way it sort of helps takes, take some of the pressure off of you. You kind of sit back and watch and see the market develop and see how price reacts around areas or levels that you think are important. And if it works, then you can trade off of them and, and you know, you can use them going forward to lean on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, heading into the news, Federal Reserve could cut interest rates by a quarter point. Uh, and while we're at all-time highs, <laughs> <laughs> what implications could this have for us, JJ, as traders? Well, you know, everyone was happy about it, um, you know, except the people who were short. Uh, I am not the world's greatest economist, but I do know that when you have cheap money in the system, Asset prices keep getting higher and higher. And, um, you know, we definitely saw that today. Um, you know, I think, I think Apple closed at its all-time closing high or something like that. Um, pretty impressive when you have these massive, massive companies with huge floats and, and that kind of, um, you know, buying to take, you know, take these deals up. So uh, let, the, let the party keep going, you know? <laughs> <laughs> A lot, a lot of people have been caught short this week, though. Yes. Uh, I, I, you know, it, I've been warning people, um, you know, that into year-end, into earnings. Earnings season seems to be so far okay. You know, there's not a lot of companies that are missing earnings. Uh, the climate seems to be okay. A couple of weeks ago, everyone was talking like it's uh, the end of the world. Now you look into the financial press and they, they're starting to, you can see the greed. Um, you know, you can feel the greed. You can feel it when it goes from fear to greed (laughs) and it happened pretty quick. It happens pretty quick. All you need is a, you know, a a week of, of price being accepted at a certain part of, you know, a certain range and people are like, yeah, yeah, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe we should get in on this. You know, it's almost just like, uh, in trading places when those two guys see the Dukes cornering the, uh, orange juice market, they're like, Hey, the Dukes are going to corner the market. Let's get in on it. You know? (laughs) <laughs> that mentality's here. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, th- uh, thanks to your uh, pet clothing indicator. <laughs> I didn't get to identify this. The only indicator I use. 
Yeah. I, I still can't believe people spend that kind of money dressing up their pets for Halloween. It, it, it boggles the mind. And that, that's all I see on Twitter are dogs in costumes. Yeah. You know? uh, it's ridiculous. I feel bad for the dogs, but that's, that's a whole other story. Well, yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> That's for that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Hot takes dogs and uh, clothing. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, so this week um, wraps up another week of earnings. Um, I think there's like 1,124 companies reported. Apple, Facebook, Boeing uh, being among them. I think I saw JJ. Seventy percent of the companies, or even probably even more, um, have reported uh, positive reports. So JJ, so when's the next depression coming? Oh jeez! Uh, if I if I knew that, I would be with the Grey Poupon crowd in St. Bart's, um, you know, on my four uh, hundred foot yacht, and uh, you know, things would be much better. You know, maybe one of these days. Maybe one of these days. I I don't know, but what I do know is that there are a select group of very very deep pocketed. Uh, institutions that are driving this market higher and higher. And what I do see is uh, them encouraging retail to get back into the into the market, you know, like buying fractional shares in Amazon, trading uh, micro futures. Uh, I see new exchanges trying to pop up for the smaller investor. Uh, so they're, they're trying to bring retail back in because they've realized that they're the only buyer and they need to hang this paper on someone to get out of it. So Mm. Uh, I, I still see the I still see the party continuing until these guys uh, have developed a, enough of a market that they can sell into. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, it, it's it, it's just real interesting. I always appreciate your perspective because you give you give me someone like myself. I would not. These are things I wouldn't. You know, I don't know how institutional people think. You know, and, and so being able to like have a holistic view of everything is. Uh, well, you know, the, the thing is, I'm, you know, and, and I, there's a proviso. I, I, I didn't go to Harvard or Wharton. I don't have a degree in economics. You know, I've never worked at uh, Goldman Sachs, that sort of thing. The way I look at markets, um, you know, and I, I, I've been taught by, you know, some pretty villainous people. And, uh, but the nature of the beast is, you know, whether it's, you know, trillions of dollars or billions or millions, is to sell something that you bought cheaper to retail at a higher price. And in order to do that, uh, you have to get people comfortable with paying higher prices for things. Mm -hmm. um, and they're doing a wonderful job of it. All right. Yeah. Yes, they are. And so with that, that's going to conclude uh, this market recap episode. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, rate and review it for us. If you're interested in learning market profile, if you're interested in trading a liquid market, if you got a small account, come join us at microefutures.com. JJ, parting words? No, it's been a great week. Um, speaking of the room, it's been really wonderful. I've been meeting some really nice people. And um, it's, it's nice when people, you know, when the light bulb starts going off and you see people um, getting it and, um, and being able to see a market properly and, and stay out of the, uh, you know, the mouth of the, the shark. And I really, uh, I really appreciate uh, all the support that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. It's nice. Definitely. Definitely. And I uh, really enjoy the community. Definitely be a lot different trading just solo by myself at home. 
having people mm-hmm. to talk to, laugh with, bounce ideas off of, listen to you, get inside your head is great. Really enjoy it. So for the man who masquerades around Minsk, <laughs> I'm the man who's gallivanting through the tropics. You guys stay safe. Have a great weekend. Not